You're listening to the Rad Podcast. Explore wealth. Different model, a different way, different way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Parts of the country, twenty four seven, seven days a week. I was just done with the gurus. If somebody gives me thirty to fifty thousand dollars, that should be a lifetime relationship for Podcast Nation. Because if you give me that kind of money, I have an obligation, in my opinion, a responsibility to see you succeed. Be live with you today on Facebook on Valentine's Day. Did you do something special for someone else? I hope you did. Hope something is specially done for you. Hope you got a lot of love out there. I was listening on the radio and I was talking about what single people should be doing on Valentine's Day and. You know, I don't know. I've never been single that I can remember on Valentine's Day, so I guess I'm pretty lucky. Uh, One of my first dates with my wife ever was on Valentine's Day, and I remember we're in Laguna Beach, we went up to a restaurant, and I had a nice white, you know, dress shirt on, and as a man walks by, he bumped a red glass of wine, and I had red wine from my shoulders all the way down to my waist, completely on my front, and that was the first Valentine's Day with my wife. So we're gonna get to it today. We have a lot to cover and some really great information. And we're gonna be talking about rehabbing and some of the different things with rehabbing that we wanna be doing. Like how do we rehab properties? What do we look at when we're estimating, you know, in order to do our values? What kind of rehabs do you do? There's different kind of rehabs out there. So we're gonna be covering a lot of information. Great Cook, what's up? There's some other people that are jumping online. So happy to see you guys. Um, so, so much fun that we're able to share our business inside with you, that you're able to get underneath the sheets with us and really look at how does the business run, how does it operate, how does it function. And so one of the things over the years that I've learned about rehabbing is the kind of rehabbing you do, thanks Tim, I appreciate it. The kind of rehabbing you do is very specific towards, what are you doing, pulling up the PowerPoint? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's up, rehabbing and fixing. Our computer decided to restart right in the middle of us starting Facebook Live. So the types of properties that we rehab. So one of the things that I see a lot of people do when they're rehabbing, one of the big mistakes is they rehab a property to the state or the condition that they would live in or that they would want their house to be in. And when you're rehabbing a property, it has nothing to do with what you would live in or how you would function. It has to do with what's gonna make you the best amount of money at the least amount of cost, right? And so I always laugh when I see the HGTV you know, TV shows and the different things and all the different things they go through rehabbing and different things because it's just crazy. Like our houses have the same painted colored walls, the same kitchen cabinets, the same, you know, we paint all of our doors red, um, just the same carpeting. You know, are there some small adjustments here or there? Yeah, there is based on neighborhood and and, and level of condition of, of the properties within that neighborhood. At the same time, it's not the most crazy creative process. It's more of a cookie cutter, step-by-step kind of process. So two, one, two things you gotta decide. Are you gonna rent a property or are you gonna sell a property retail? And those are two very different types of rehab. So when I'm making a property rentable, the condition of the property has to be made to the level of the rentals in the area. If I'm gonna resell a property, the condition of the property needs to be to the condition of properties that are going for sale in the area or maybe a little bit nicer than that properties that are going for sale in the area um, that's something we pay attention to and so we want to make these properties either rentable or we want to make them retail and so i'll give you an example a rentable property is we had a property on valerno street in houston texas and it was probably one of the worst smells i've ever experienced 
and going into a property an entire my life. And I remember the first time I ever took a rehabbing course or, 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 or fix up course, um, they said, you know, if it smells, it smells like money. I said, if it smells, it smells like something else. So I walked into the house and as I opened the front doors, like a poltergeist hit me. The smell was so bad. And so as I looked to the left, as I walked through the foyer, there's piles of cat poop, this literally this, this wide and this tall. And I'm talking hundreds of piles of cat poop. And what it was, was there was a hoarder who had lived in the house, had died, had bags and bags of cat food and the cats and the person that was dead lived in the house for quite a long time before someone opened the front door. And so it was just, whew, it was bad. It was bad. And so, you know, we did a bunch of things uh, for rehabbing the property. One of the things you do, you, if you want to get, if you're going to get cat smell out of a house, is you have to strip the property down to the studs, you know, just basically make it naked. And then you have to wash it with white vinegar, right? White vinegar. And that's kind of what neutralizes the smell. But you've got to wash everything. You've got to wash the the heating ducts and you've got to wash you know you got to go up into the attic and do it even though even though the attic wasn't where the cats were using the restroom the smell permeates through the house and so you got to it's everything it's everything you can think of i mean if there's a garage and there's concrete on the ground on the garage you got to wash that concrete to get it out and so so we had done this entire entire rehab and and our our contractor the gc we had hired didn't use white vinegar, he used bleach. He thought bleach was a better idea. And I've known white vinegar and I told him white vinegar and yet he thought bleach would work. And so he bleached everything. And so after he did the carpets, he did the walls and the house settled a little bit, the smell was still there. And I was like, oh, it's like, man, I was like, what are we gonna do in this situation, right? Like kind of the choices, you rip up the carpets, take down the drywall and you have to re-vinegar re everything in order to get that smell out. And I said to myself, you know what, this is a rental. This is a rental rehab. I said, let's, let's just put it on the market for rent. Let's put it on the market for 30 days, 60 days, see what happens. Because maybe somebody will come through who doesn't have a sense of smell or has cats and has, 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 loves cats. And so what happened was is someone came through in the first week with obviously no sense of smell and, and rented the property. And they've been the renters there for over two years. Never once have complained about the smell, never once have had a challenge with it, never, never at all. They love living there. I actually asked us if we were willing to sell the property to them, and I'm just like, whew. Because that'd be another fifteen to $20,000 on the rental rehab if, if, you know, if we had to go, and go through that whole process. But that's the epitome of the story of a rental rehab. Another example of a rental rehab is, is our Forest Falls property had red shag carpet in it, right? Now, we don't put red shag carpet in any of our houses but it was brand new red shack carpet. And I'm thinking to myself, well, we could rip up the entire carpet, 1500 square feet, you know, X number of dollars per square foot. You know, it might cost me a couple thousand dollars. You know what? Carpet's usually one of the last things we put into a property. So let's go ahead and do the rest of the rehab. Let's go ahead and leave the carpet in. Let's clean the heck out of it, right? And let's just see. Week one, somebody comes in and rents the property who liked red shag carpet, right? That's all a part of a rental rehab. You know, it's when I'm selling a house retail, it's just completely different. And so when I'm selling a house retail, what I want to do is make the property marketable. And so what I do in, in this case is I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the MLS. I'm going to go into Zillow and I'm going to look at as many houses as close to the neighborhood 
um, as humanly possible to see what's going on in the market for sale. What's, what's, what are, what's my competition? What's my competitors? A good example is we're currently flipping a property on Livingston Street in Philadelphia. Now, I know from history that three-bedroom houses typically sell better and sell for more money than two-bedroom houses. It's just, just a fact. But in this particular neighborhood, there's been dozens of homes that have sold in the last two years that are two bedrooms and they have a big master bathroom, right? And they have a nice washer and dryer and these are tight little homes. So, you know, I think it's only like 1200 square feet. And so for me, I, my instincts are, I wanna make this a three bedroom home. But the reality is of the area in the neighborhood, it's a mature, area right you have it's, it's it's one of those areas where you know typically you probably have a couple that lives there and they usually actually use the second bedroom as like an office right and so their kids are grown it's just that kind of area and so what we, we we decided to do is leave it as a two-bedroom house now to add another bedroom in that house would cost us some more money and so saving money while at the same time speaking to what is the area asking for what does the area want right everybody always says real estate's location 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 that's true but you need to understand your location and know what's going on when you're rehabbing a property. And so, you know, my big thing we is interrupt this is a this question broadcast to remind you to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Rad Podcast. Up again and again and again and again for people. And it says, can I rehab a property before the redemption period is up? Well, for some of you who are new, redemption period and tax auctions is the previous owner can buy the property back for a premium. So like in Texas, if I buy a property for $100,000, the redemption amount is 25%, so the premium is $125,000. Now, usually if I buy something for 100 and within six to eight months, if I get 125,000, that's a really good, good return on my investment money. So I really don't mind uh, when my properties get redeemed. Now, sometimes I have so much equity in a property, I'm like, whew, that's freaking amazing, right? And so, so I really hope they don't redeem in that situation. So back, back to, the, to, to the crunching of this. So redemption, you have a right to make a house livable, um, to bring it to code, to bring it to standard, to bring it to, to, to a certain level. So with that, there's a lot of gray area in that. So I've had houses where I've gone in and I redo you know, the kitchen because the kitchen was completely destroyed or I put in new HVAC because the HVAC is not working correctly. And so that kind of stuff is usually gonna be covered by our redemption. And so what that means, if I, if I buy the house for 100, I put 20,000 into rehab, and so now my redemption amount is gonna be $145,000. And so you're not gonna get a premium on that money you put back in. Now we always ask for the premium on that because we've gotten it a few times, but the bottom line is, is, is you, by law, you don't have to get that premium um, when, when you put that money in rehabbing into it. Sometimes I don't rehab the property while it's an, under redemption if it's such a good freaking deal. Like we bought a house in Philadelphia on 38th Street and we bought it, I wanna say for like $47,000. The property needs like a $60,000 rehab and it'll retail for about 225 right now. And so that's just like, that's blow your mind kind of numbers. And so if I begin rehabbing the property, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna draw attention to it. I'm gonna, people are gonna, you know, know, or like, you know, the, the aunt's cousin who lives in the neighborhood is gonna call 
the previous owner and let them know that, hey, you know that property you own that was falling apart and falling down, it looks brand new. And they might go and start looking into debt. So we, those are kind of properties sometimes we kind of let sit and we don't begin rehabbing until after the redemption period. And so it's kind of one of those, it depends. Now, if you're new, brand new at this, it might be best for you not to start rehabbing during the redemption period because you don't have all your I's and T's crossed, which we can get into in some further trainings and how to dot your I's and cross your T's to make sure you get paid on your rehabbing and on, on your, in, you know, when you're investing into the property before the redemption period's up. So let's keep going. So houses, right? And so when I'm looking at houses, I like to, to grade my, my neighborhoods. And so an A neighborhood gets your luxury, you know, rehab like Beverly Hills, granite countertops, you know, you know, a swimming pool with, with decorative design and, and, and brand like carpet that's, that, that makes you feel like you want to sleep on it, right? Um, it's so nice and plush and, and fine, you know, um, it's maybe a stained glass, you know, front door or stained glass window on the back of the house. It's going to get, it's going to have all the amenities you could possibly think of and, and then some. That's your A-class neighborhood. It's, you're gonna landscape the yard, right? To it, to, so that it's designed and it's pretty. Um, and, and that's a very, very important for you to know. Now a B neighborhood, that's kind of your, your middle-class area, your middle-class neighborhood. So in middle-class areas, it's less about decorative design and it's more about clean, sharp, efficient, right? It's about the house being, it's about the yard being finely manicured and cut, but it's not like you have to go and put cobblestone walkway into the house you know it's about about trees where they're trimmed and they look they look sharp but it's not about having to add in a palm tree um, in, into the backyard you know and so these are things it might have a swimming pool but doesn't have a swimming pool that has you know decorative design tile around the, the the inner edge of it and so it's about clean and sharp and efficient and, and and looking good right and then in our C neighborhoods these are very interesting C neighborhoods you know, I might have a, a, a banister, a railing going up a stairway that, that is wood. And in and, and a, and a B or an A neighborhood, I might just completely re replace the banister. But in a C neighborhood, I'm going to repaint the banister, make, it, make sure it looks nice, right? But I'm not necessarily going to replace it. And so these are just kind of some of the difference between your A's, B's, and C neighborhoods. And knowing what's going on in neighborhoods is, is very, very important. And so lots of times in my C neighborhoods too, I'm going to make these rentals. Because I can, I can take a rental in a C neighborhood and I can package up and sell it to an outside investor. And so that's like kind of a whole nother model. You have your rentals and you have your, your retail and then you have your investor rehabs. And so my investor rehabs is very similar to my rental rehabs. So I'm getting that property ready to resell as a package. So I'm gonna sell that to an outside investor um, you know, with specific numbers. You know, they're gonna buy it from me for 60,000 the property's making 900 a month in cash flow. So it's all about their cash flow, that it's rented, that it's rehabbed, and it's in great working order, great working condition. So, um, is that it? Or did we lose the PowerPoint? Let me see. There, there go. we go. So when I'm doing my rehab estimates, there's just numbers for you to, to live by. Now, one of the challenges with this is, is I've seen people teach rehabbing and they give you these numbers that are very specific. They're like, well, you know, to do a, a, a floor, it's gonna cost you, you know, $3 a square foot. To paint your walls, it's gonna cost you, you know, $2 a square foot. The reality is, is you don't know unless you're in that marketplace, unless you know the cost of materials and the cost of labor in that marketplace, because they're different all around the country. 
So in California, a full gut rehab for me is about $45 a square foot. In Texas, it's about $40 a square foot, but in Philadelphia, it's about $50 a square foot for me. So between $40 to $50 a square foot is for a full gut job rehab. What does that mean? And so for a full rehab, that means I'm replacing everything. Rewiring the house, redoing redoing the plumbing, putting in new HVAC, having to do all the flooring, all the walls, all the ceilings, putting a new roof on it, redoing the yard, and I'm gonna be at about that forty to fifty dollars a square foot. And so now I start to look at a heavy rehab. So a heavy rehab might mean I'm gonna be redoing everything in the house, but I don't have to replace one of the major mechanics. I maybe I don't have to replace plumbing or I don't have to replace uh electric. And then a half Rehab means my mechanics are going to stay in place, which is, you know, HVAC or electric, your plumbing, and then you're replacing carpet, walls, maybe the roof, um, doing some landscaping to the yard, those kind of things is about a half wrap. And then a remodel, refurbish might mean I have to completely do, redo one kitchen, but I have bedrooms maybe that just need some paint, paint put on them. I'm probably leaving in the carpet and a lot of the house. Um, I'm not putting in any major new appliances. I'm not repl put, replacing brand new HVAC. And then, you know, if it's just a, a paint and carpets and that's all I have to do, you know, I might be five to $10 a square foot. So that should help you with estimating on your houses and getting a really strong idea about it. So that's the end of the, the content for today. I'm trying to make this short, impactful, sweet. Um, I hope you're loving the level of content that we're putting out. I know our team's working hard for it. You know, I just give big props to Dory and Mike because they're out there running a real estate business. They're out there just busting their butt, you know, making this business succeed in their individual markets. You know, they're, they're, they're looking at houses to buy, they're dealing with tenants, they're dealing with rehabs. I mean, they're managing a multifaceted business at all times, and yet they take the time every week to record a video, to record training for you guys. And, and so I give them big props and big gratitude, and, and all of you should too. Uh, just say hi to a few people, Eric Jones, Ted Rustin, um, uh, Gretchen, couple other people in here. I can't see all of them for whatever reason on the post um, down here to say hello. Greg Cook said hello again. Um, anybody else? Okay, good. So those of you that are live, post something, right? If you watch this, post something. Make a comment. Don't be lame, right? And what I mean by be lame is, is watch something and not participate. So participate. If you have something you want to learn, something you want to know about, make a post about it. If there's something that we talked about today that you have a further question about, post something, right? I like cool people. I don't like lame people. So so come be with the cool people, make a post, make a comment, share, like this stuff. Um, it's how we make a big impact, right? The more we do good, the more we can help you, the more impact we can make on your life. So we'll see you guys very, very soon. Talk to you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to The Rad Podcast, an exploration of wealth. For more information, please visit our website, www.raddiversified.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.